This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Bruce Marshall every week talking college football. Bruce's three to five best bets. He's got five for you this week. Bruce, let's get started with it and start in Raleigh, North Carolina, because th- this game in this situation with NC State and Brendan Armstrong, Brendan Armstrong was a good player uh, at Virginia. He's not playing at that same level. And we've seen that with some of the first-year transfer quarterbacks um, you know, it's happening at, uh, at, at Kentucky and, and some other places uh, as well. And some, some quarterbacks making a smooth transition, and most quarterbacks really jump up from year one to year two uh, if they are transferring. But they do make a quarterback change uh, due to the Wolfpack after that tough loss on Friday night to Louisville where they just couldn't get anything going again offensively. Marshall is uh, coming to town. The Wolfpack here, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, you know the the Wolfpack. There, there are a handful of these teams this season, and you know the you know Armstrong hasn't uh, ignited yet, and uh, they're having trouble with this offense. But they haven't covered a point spread yet uh, this season. I, I shouldn't say they they hadn't covered until the uh, Louisville game, and that was barely a cover there. But it was not a good game. Thirteen to ten, Louisville. Uh, no matter who's in there at quarterback, they're just having trouble getting this offense going. And I think, I dare say, one of the disappointing teams of the season thus far uh, has been NC State. And uh, they're giving us an opportunity to look, uh, you know, against them here uh, with, with Marshall, which relishes these chances to play uh, ACC foes. Uh, of course, now Marshall into the Sun Belt, but uh, took out Virginia Tech a couple of weeks ago. Uh, from uh, from the ACC. Uh, Fancher, the quarterback, is making some plays. But what I like about Marshall always is this defense that Charles Huff has. They're no-nonsense. They're tough to move against. And the way NC State has had problems moving the ball thus far, uh, I think this is going to be a, a, a problem for NC State just to win this game outright, much less cover this uh, six-and-a-half-point spread. Remember, Marshall last year, Jimmy, went into South Bend and won. Uh, bowl caliber team, and they are uh, winning all their games thus far this season. I think they're the better oh. team, probably. So let's go with the herd on Saturday. <clears throat> all right, uh, let's get to the big one in the SEC. Last year, divisional play. So will be the last year that the Aggies have a chance to represent the West in the SEC title game. Everything is in their fan base, all the resources, Jimbo Fisher, their last chance to get in the SEC title game in divi- the divisional era. And whoever wins this one, <coughs> excuse me, I think will be in clear uh, the driver's seat, especially with Arkansas, Auburn, and Mississippi State. LSU's not as good as advertised. Um, this is a real, real opportunity. And I think a, sort of a winner's take all. It's very, very early. I get it. Um, we're just getting into conference play, but it's going to be hard to beat with the tiebreaker uh, purpose here. Bama, two and a half in College Station. 
Yeah, I get it too. I mean, this this is uh, probably the uh, the game of the year in the SEC West, and Jimbo has played uh, his old mentor Saban pretty tough the last couple of years. Actually, beat him uh, two years ago here in Kyle Field. They had that little spat in the offseason last year, and then Jimbo was a big underdog, almost got him in Tuscaloosa. They were down, remember, inside the five-yard line at the end of the game last year in that 24-20 loss in Tuscaloosa. Milrow played in that game at quarterback for uh, Bama, by the way, one of his uh, uh, couple of starts uh, appearances last year, and uh, Nick Saban barely survives uh, that one. Now, uh, A&M. Uh, I don't think Wiegman being out is that much of a negative for them. I mean, it's it, in truth, I mean, Jimbo really did have two quarterbacks. And Max Johnson, I mean, I don't know how old he is, uh, Jimmy, but uh, he's still in college, and we remember him at LSU. If you look at his career stats, he's thrown 44 touchdown passes versus only eight picks. I mean, he's had a, you know some success as a college quarterback, so Jimbo ain't losing anything with him in there. But I still need a little bit more convincing about uh, A&M. And at some point, I still think this experiment with Petrino working with Jimbo and calling the plays is going to fizzle at some point. It hasn't quite yet, but this is going to be another test. They lost that game to Miami a few weeks ago. Listen, Nick Saban, he's had years before where he has lost a game and won a national championship. That's asking a little bit right now. They're going to have to run the table the rest of the way, but I think they're coming around nice. The defense is fine, and I think they found a sweet spot here with Jalen Milrow in this offense with Tommy Reese, the new coordinator. Uh, Milrow throwing 18 to 24 times per game. He's not going to be throwing as much as Bryce or Tua, but he can be very effective doing what he's done the last couple of weeks. He's completed over 80% of his passes. They're run, it's run first. They throw when they have to. And Milrow can do things with his legs, too. I think this is the best team in the SEC right now. And I'm counting Georgia in that, too. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Saban goes into College Station, takes down Jimbo, and takes charge of the SEC West. Mac Johnson's biggest flaw is his lack of uh, mobility, and Connor Wegman was more of a pocket passer as well, so not not a, a serious drop back there. Um, but yeah, when he came in, when Wegman got hurt for the year against Auburn, it was a spark. Uh, he lit a spark, and maybe something taken away from him that he was just given through injuries at LSU or sort of uh, lack of competition at A&M. Playing with a little different purpose, we will see. Big one for A&M. Uh, don't forget to get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Went up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Brought to you by our friends at Bet River. South Florida and UAB down in Birmingham. I, I had to chuckle when they showed a graphic of the UAB two lane game of Trent Dilfer's bio. Had nothing to do with coaching. So what happens when you skip a lot of steps and you're given an opportunity before earning it? Well, you have that uh, ridiculous outburst toward an assistant because he's never been an assistant, so he doesn't know how it feels to get your ass chewed. So Dilfer, uh, they still lost. They were very competitive uh, down at Tulane, though. Now South Florida comes into Birmingham three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, I mean, UAB has played a little bit better uh, the past couple of weeks. I mean, they, they went in there and they didn't have a bad accounting uh, for themselves at Georgia two weeks ago. And they were, you know, leading that game with Tulane uh, for much of the week last week until the Green Wave got serious in the second half and held UAB to just a field goal uh, and won that thing going away at the end. But, uh, you know, a couple of things here about UAB. They, uh, this defense, we talked about it before, uh, some of the problems they're having on the defensive side. 
allowing, uh, you know, right around 40 points per game here. But, you know, offensively with Zeno at quarterback there, um, we, we saw it again last week. They don't know how to, to pull back on the throttle a little bit and slow the pace of the game down. I mean, they're very aggressive and I think overly so, and it, and it can hurt them some. I think a better storyline is actually developing in Tampa where Alex Golish, who had been up with uh, Josh Heupel at Tennessee, has come in and sort of gotten South Florida on track here. I mean, we talk about the Alabama game a few weeks ago, and yeah, the problems Alabama had, that was the game using Simpson and Buckner at quarterback uh, and the rain and all that, but it was a much better effort by South Florida. And the last two weeks, these are nice wins over Rice and Navy, and these are double-digit wins, two different sorts of offenses, but they win both, and South Florida's offense is picking up the pace, too. I really like this young quarterback, the freshman, Byram Brown. You talk about a dual threat. My goodness, see, over 400 yards of offense per game, the last couple of wins against, uh, against Rice and Navy. He can run. He can throw. And South Florida looks like they're putting some things together rather nicely here for Golish, who is really looking like he knows what he's doing on the job. I'm still kind of in an anti-UAB mode, and I think this is a – if South Florida can score all the points they have in recent weeks, and against this defense, they're going to score a lot. And I think South Florida is a side to take here, so I'm going with the Bulls over UAB and an American game on Saturday. All right, to move on to Merlin Olsen Field at Maverick Stadium in Logan, Utah, the Colorado State Rams. We were all expecting an emotional drain of that wild Colorado game in overtime in Boulder. But they followed it up with a nice win on the road and a little rent a win, uh, even at Colorado State's level. They traveled to Logan here, two-point favorites, Bruce. Yeah, uh, the letdown kind of came last week for them against uh, Utah Tech, uh, which is the old Dixie State in beautiful St. George, Utah, not too far from here. Um, and uh, they, they eventually they put Utah Tech away, but uh, that was a game. That was sort of their flat spot last week. Uh, but um, we have, we've talked about Jay Norvell before. Um, uh, Jimmy, and we talked about in the summer when we were talking about Colorado State, we weren't sure at that point if he was going to be able to get this offense up to speed because the quarterback from last year, Millen, uh, was under siege last season. He was sacked almost 60 times. This offense didn't score more than 19 points in the game. Um, but uh, they found another quarterback here, Braden Fowler Nicolisi, and we saw him in that game against Colorado, just whipped the ball all over the field. Uh, he's, he's already thrown 11 TD passes. I mean, they have they have a real offense this year. And Horton, the receiver, we saw him have a big night at Colorado, too. And they again, the offense worked pretty well at Middle Tennessee. I talked about Norvell, though, as we did back in the summer. It was his second year at Nevada when Reno really picked up the pace and became bowl eligible after they struggled their first season. He looks like he's doing it again here the second year at Colorado State. Meanwhile, Blake Anderson... Uh, Utah State, I'm just not sure how good this, this side is. They were life and death with UConn last week. They have slipped considerably uh, since Anderson's first year in 2021. Point spread record has not been good the last couple of years. I think Colorado State's a go-with side here, uh, Jimmy. And you're right, that Middle Tennessee game showed me something there after that very emotional loss at Colorado when they played well. They played very well against Middle Tennessee, and I don't think the Blue Eaters are that bad. Winning that game on the road suggests to me they can do it here in Logan at Maverick Stadium. I'm riding the Rams here. Let's uh, do this Jay Norvell thing here, and uh, let's see how far this goes with Colorado State uh, on my go-with list right now. How about the power ratings, how quickly they have adjusted? Um, you talk about that UConn game, uh, 34-33 in stores. It was just 
a season and a third ago. It was week zero. Remember when yep, Utah State sure. was favored? 28 and a half, Bruce, was it? 30? Yeah. Oh. It was something really big that UConn, uh, it was tight early. But, you I mean, you talk about they're basically they're close to even now as far yeah. as their power rating, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was week zero last year, 31 to 20, and that was a tough game for Utah State. They have slipped. They Remember, that team two years ago was very good that won the Mountain West for uh, right. Anderson. They, they struggled last year, and they are just not that good this year. It looks like much like last year's team. And a part of that equation is UConn being way better uh, than, uh, than what uh, Jim Moore uh, inherited as well. Well, yeah. the Pac-12 network, a, a great is, – is, is, in this era, in this BCS, two-team playoff, four-team playoff, whatever it is, as strong as I can remember them. Now, USC had some great teams, okay, but as a conference, it's a whole. And so your best matchup this week is on the Pac-12 network, Washington State at UCLA. So we move on to poor leadership uh, at its finest. Uh, Arizona State now hosting Colorado. Colorado after emotional game, after emotional. They have not had one exhale spot in the schedule right now, right there. This may be it. Spot here for the Sun Devils coming in who all of a sudden have found a little offense. They have, and this is another new coach, uh, Kenny Dillingham, uh, had been, of course, with uh, Gus Malzahn at Auburn. He'd been at Oregon. He got Bo Nix straightened out last year. Uh, he's still in his early 30s, but he's a, a, a native of uh, Tempe in Arizona State. So, I mean, this this looks like it is a proper hire, and uh, at least for the past connections. And ASU, after that slow start, all of a sudden looks like it's picking up a little bit of momentum here. Uh, they They – Played SC very tough a couple of weeks ago and really were challenging the Trojans as a big underdog, an easy cover for Arizona State. They got the offense going. And last week could have won that game at Cal. Now, they've, he's had to run through several quarterbacks, and uh, uh, Trenton Bourget, who was in for part of last season in that wasted year for Arizona State, didn't look bad. He was in last week against Cal in Berkeley and looked pretty darn good. And uh, Cameron Scadaboo, this bowling ball of a running back, very hard to bring down. They're playing with a lot of fire right now, even though they've lost the last two games. They finally covered a couple of spreads. So I think they're kind of on the way up. And you mentioned this about Colorado as a possible spot where they exhale and maybe it starts to go the other way. I think this is a very tricky spot. I couldn't agree with you more, Jimmy, on this one. Colorado has seen every week has been high-profile pressure, TV, ESPN game day, D on this, Coach Prime that. And uh, all of a sudden now, I mean, I, this, I'm talking about a high-profile first month there. Uh, this, this is, I think, where they might have a, a letdown uh, for me. And actually, the, the defense, so the schedule has been rough. Um, but the defense has not shown up except really the Nebraska game. And we saw Nebraska have all sorts of problems with offense this season. Travis Hunter is still out, uh, maybe the top cover corner in the country. They miss him. And Shadur Sanders has taken a pretty good beating thus far. Um, I think uh, the wind is going to start coming out of Colorado sales here after that high-profile September. And ASU might be a side to watch. They're better than we thought, especially off the way they looked the last two weeks. And Bourget gives them something at quarterback. I'm going to go with the Sun Devils. You're getting some points at home. They may win this thing outright, but let's just stick with the spread in Arizona State. Close game. They have a chance to win in Tempe on Saturday. Uh, maybe uh, the, uh, the the Colorado Buffaloes with skilled players galore, and you saw a, fur, a guy make his first catch and go for a 196. Uh, the kid from Shreveport, Louisiana, Miller. I mean, uh, 
maybe could transfer. I mean, work some trades for some interior linemen uh, with all those skill position players. Uh, they, it's been it's crazy. Do you remember the grandstand after week one? I mean, it's been quite a ride up for Colorado and in, in, in how much left in that emotional tank. This Definitely, this is his law with Arizona State, Stanford in a bye before it ramps up again pretty seriously to close it out. It's been entertaining. There is no doubt. For Bruce Marshall, LaVegasInsider.com, CBSSportsLine.com, also BAMSports.net, I'm a less than 100% Jimmy Yacht here on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.